0: Discovering Asian dramas back in 2018 was an enlightening moment for me, and I've never looked back. I enjoy talking about them just as much as watching them, so much so that I decided to create a podcast with a heavier focus on Chinese dramas but passing through Korean, Japanese, Thai and Filipino dramas. Welcome to the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast, your corner for drama talking. For more Tea and Soju content, consider joining Patreon where I release extra reviews and polls. Everything is linked in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and in today's episode we're going to be deep diving into the recently aired drama My Lethal Man. So buckle up because this drama is a wild ride and I'm assuming the episode is also going to be one. Um, Now The reason why I called it, it's so bad, it's good, it's because it's kind of like a drama category for me. There's those type of dramas that inherently, you know, they aren't good. And by that, I mean, um, you know, they're so old fashioned in terms of the tropes they use, etc. And, you know, the story might not be great and you pretty much know everything that's coming but there's something that's just so, um, what's the word? You get so hooked on. Now, these types of dramas, they aren't for everybody. In fact, I think especially for this one, for My Lethal Man. Um, there's quite a lot of people that will probably think who on earth would want to watch that. But I think at the end of the day, everybody enjoys different things. And, you know, unless there is something, you know, completely, completely out, of the scope for a drama and by that i mean you know if by any chance um you know there's actually something wrong with an actor or an actress that is you know inherently bad in real life then you know whatever's on screen for me a lot of the time is for entertainment purposes now That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I'd go and watch a drama that's, you know, based on racist people or, you know, that doesn't or that appropriates a culture in a way that shouldn't be appropriated, or anything kind of like that. Those are, like, hard limits for me. But when it comes to kind of, like, these dramas, and what I would say they are, they are equivalent to a Korean makjang. Now, if you've watched a makjang, they kind of, like what you would consider an almost like Korean telenovela these are like these Chinese dramas are I would say the equivalent of that and I grew up watching telenovelas you know with my whole family it's a big thing in Portugal there's still ones that will air you know for a year and then they're done and then they move on to the next one and actually a lot of you know famous actors and actresses at least for my generation in Portugal started out by doing telenovelas and they are fun they are crazy and the one thing that I find about them is that they offer complete escapism because the stories that they tell you don't expect to see those stories in real life just like with this you know with this drama it's a story that I would never in my wildest dreams expect to happen in real life so for that reason it kind of gives me that complete escapism Because there's no sense in like, there's no sense in it. There's no reality in it at all. So, you know, I think that's what these types of dramas kind of offer you. They offer you really good entertainment in the terms of they are complete escapism, turn your brain off because you're not going to need it when you watch this. There's no point in trying to keep up with all the twists and turns and crazy wild things that happen. That's not the point of them, I don't think. Now, if I was to put on my, you know, uh, thinking cap, so to speak, while watching this drama, I would immediately say, within the first two episodes, this is rubbish, there's no way I'm going to be watching this. But... I didn't. I I am the type of person who will enjoy these dramas because, again, for me, they remind me a lot of telenovelas and, you know, what I grew up watching. So, you know, I think it depends on what kind of mood you're in. Sometimes these dramas just work so well for escaping. So, you know, I think there's always I think I always want to put a little bit of a warning that comes with this type of drama Um, so that's what I mean by it's so bad it's good like you don't know it's kind of like almost a train wreck you don't want to look away even though you know you're not gonna like you know what you're seeing you can't look away it's that kind of drama and I'm saying all of this, but actually this drama isn't the worst thing I've watched. I was, I enjoyed it thoroughly throughout it. I had a really fun time while watching it. And, um, so yeah, they just you know complete escapism and for some reason it's like you know there's they they just become really addictive there's something about these types of dramas they have this formula that they kind of you know work to and for some reason they just kind of work and you know you become hooked on them so yeah that's uh what I mean by that um So, again, there are, before I go into what the drama is about or anything like that, I will say there's definitely a, you know, trigger warning. There's some scenes where there's like a, you know, the male lead grabs the female lead in a chokehold. Now, if I'm watching that, and I know a lot of people, that's where the problem with this type of drama comes in, because a lot of people will be like, you know, how can you watch, how can you stand to watch something like that? Now, This one, it does happen right at the beginning. It happens a couple of times. And now, if I was, if this was happening in real life, I would be running for the hills. Like, that is red flags. This male lead is complete red flags 101. Like, that is, you know, red flags. And if i was to experience not like hopefully never but if i was to see that in real life if that was a real life situation i would be running as fast as i could in the other direction i know like my brain can kind of you know separate what i'm watching on screen for it to be fiction and you know whatever happens in real life now i know for some people that's this sort of scene may be triggering and then that's just not you know the drama for you but I also think sometimes you know some people will see a scene like that and all I think I came across an Instagram post and it was literally one of those scenes and people like one of the biggest comments that people made was how can you you know I don't understand people that watch this how can they romanticize this and I and I was thinking i'm not romance, romanticizing this at all there's no way i am um And to be fair, I don't think anybody should have to explain, you know, their watching habits or what they enjoy to watch. And actually, thinking about it, right before I sat down to decide what I was going to do for this week's podcast, I had this episode in mind and I really did want to review my Lethal Man because it's crazy, but I had such a fun time watching it. But also, I kept thinking, is this the right move? Because I know there's people that will see that you've watched this type of drama and they'll just kind of like label you in a certain way and I know that's inevitable um but like I said I don't romanticize those scenes I actually don't like them and you know I just don't think they're right in there that's what I mean by it's complete escapism like seeing it on the screen you know I don't necessarily enjoy it um actually if you stick around and listen to the parts of you know what I didn't quite like about that drama this is one of those points of what I didn't like about the the drama um but um yeah I just think you know some people will just completely say you know why would you ever even want to watch something like that and again again, what I watch on my screen is not what I expect out of real life. So those scenes, they aren't nice. And I think they could have been done differently. Um, But I think that's the big elephant in the room. And I kind of just wanted to, you know, address that straight out of the bat and say, you know, those scenes are there. And if that's triggering for you, then don't, you know, just don't go into the drama at all. Um, but I think it's a little bit I don't know. I feel like sometimes we can all judge each other on what we watch, or you know, what we don't enjoy, or what we do enjoy. And I feel like sometimes if you just like, you can agree to disagree and move on. Like everybody has different point of views, and everybody has different, you know, expectations out of what they're watching. Sometimes you want to immerse yourself in a drama so badly, um, you know, that it completely makes you forget real life. and watching something like this, that's what it is. I think for me, when I watch something like this, real life like doesn't exist. That world that I'm watching is completely insane. And I never expected it to be real in any sense of the word. So... You know, I did want to address those straight away because I know they are problematic and, like, there's no way I'm romanticising those scenes. So, yeah, they are in there. So if that's a trigger warning for you, um, you know, that's, you know, don't go near the drama and maybe skip the episode. Or if you do want to, you know, listen on and at least figure out without watching the drama, you know, what it is that kind of, at least from my standpoint, um Of my point of view, like what I enjoyed in it um and yeah, and now I've just been waffling for ten minutes and but I did want to just you know get that out of the way uh because I know some people were you know there was a lot of chatter online about you know how those scenes how could anybody ever watch a drama that you know had those scenes in, or how could anybody ever you know um come to enjoy this couple or come to enjoy this male lead in any way, and I will say in. Like, I still don't agree that those scenes were in there, but the male lead does do a full circle journey. Um, no, and 180, because if you do a full circle journey, you're right back where you started, and that's definitely not where he is at all. The character that he is at the end of this drama is the... It's like night and day to the character that he was at the beginning, so there is that... For this type of budget and this type of drama, that's rare for you to see. And I kind of, that's one of the things that I really enjoyed. But I'm getting way, way ahead of myself. Um, You know, like I said, it's everybody to, you know, each to their own. I really enjoyed it. And I think there's a few people that really enjoyed it. It went a bit crazy online. um, But yeah, I wanted to get that little, you know, thing out of the way because I know it was problematic for some people um so yeah so basically what is this drama? So, My Lethal Man is a 22 episode drama which aired from January 13th until February 5th. It is a Aichi production and it is 24 episodes of about 40 minutes, but that is including the credits. I mean, some episodes are only about 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, they are like on the shorter side more than the, you know, longer side for this, um, for this drama it is tagged as a mystery romance drama uh, on mdl that's where i got that one from and it's starring li Mozi as shen manning and zhuang Xinyan. um so she plays both of those characters that's what i mean by and um and then the male lead is fanzin shin and he plays yan xing chang and yan yi again two characters um it will become a little bit more clear when i explain what the drama is about and this was written by uh chen feng chen fang yuan and directed by chu de jian um so yeah that's just basically you know your basic facts And the plot for this drama, now, I'm using the wiki addicts because if you listen to my episode two weeks ago, I actually mentioned this drama. And this is what I mean that I sat on this episode because I actually had already finished this at the, so this, you know, um... So this aired until February 5th. And I think I did my currently watching, um, you know, right around that time. And I kind of sat on this episode because I was going to do this episode next. And I honestly had one of those moments. And I think it's the first time that it's ever happened to me in terms of whether I should or shouldn't do an episode. Because I've just kind of like, a lot of the time, I just put out episodes thinking... You know, this is what I would want to hear and hopefully that will connect with you guys as well. But with this one, I actually really, really sat down and was like, do I want to put this episode out? Um, and again, it is literally just one of those things where I i it came down to look i enjoyed it i don't necessarily think you know for me it's escapism and lots of people may not agree with it but actually lots of people may agree with it so i ended up deciding on doing it on doing the episode anyways um so here we are we shall see how this one lands uh but yes so our music is basically what i was saying was the episode so am I currently watching from the end of january um i was almost done with my lethal man i actually binged this show really really quickly um i was watching with another friend um uh, she was watching at the same time as me, uh, her, and basically it's quite funny because she's in the USA and dro- and episodes were dropping four a.m. my time, so I couldn't watch the episodes until like I, I finished work. Uh, but she is a night owl for that woman does not sleep. So because she doesn't sleep, she would like watch the episodes, and by the time I got up, um, the she would have watched them and she would have left like little comments on. Uh, conversation and I don't mind spoilers at all so I would be opening the spoilers and then I'd get more excited to be like where is this you know wild journey gonna take us um uh, you know where's it gonna land next but I was trying to explain what the drama was about uh in that currently watching episode couldn't I think I made it sound way well it is wild but You know, it, it is. So I thought for this episode, to keep it a little bit cleaner, I was going to use the, um, wiki addicts, um, you know, uh, synopsis. So, as they describe it, My Lethal Man tells the story of Shen Maning, who, because of an unexpected kidnapping case, discovers Zhuang Xinyan. After Zhuang Xinyan dies, the powerful and mysterious Yan Xing Chang forces Shen Manning to start her second life as his fiance. As they overcome adversities and difficulties together, the two uh, go from being completely hostile with one another to slowly joining hands, learning to love and and rely on each other. Together, they discover the truth of the unsolved case from 17 years ago. Now, what this leaves out is basically... So, our female lead, the one... So, she's called Shen Maning. So, Shen Maning is like, you know she's not necessarily poor poor but she's not rich either but she is doing um she's studying arts in a university in Italy uh she's there on a scholarship and she's doing pretty well for herself now in this university there is another student called uh Zhuang Xinyan now Zhuang Xinyan is the um granddaughter of a very wealthy uh, man in china and i believe they have a couple of things that go under the company but one of the you know most profitable ones is a um jewelry company Uh, so they design jewelry pieces and sell them very expensive you know sort of thing and basically they are very 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 wealthy and the thing is so Shen Maning and uh, Zhuang uh, Xin Yan they are doppelgangers, so obviously this is where our female lead plays both characters because they are, you know, the exact same person um, in terms of, you know, they look exactly the same. Uh, you could literally mistake them for twins. And actually, what ends up happening in episode one, and this is very mild spoilers section, so I'm literally just going to go through the basics of what happens in episode one, um according to that synopsis, just to give you like a little bit more background. But basically, our Shen Manning, who is the... I, The only way I can keep this straight to describe to you guys is like the poor student and the rich student. That is the only way I can, you know. So Shen Manning is the poor student. And she actually accidentally gets kidnapped because they think they are kidnapping kidnapping the rich student now the rich student um finds this out and she kind of goes and chases um our you know shen manning the poor student and actually ends up rescuing her but they're being followed and they get driven off the road and basically the rich student ends up dying in that car accident because she basically throws herself in front of the poor student and kind of like saves her life now this is where our male lead comes in and the male lead is absolutely destroyed we can clearly see there's a connection between him and you know the um wealthy student and basically the wealthy student is dead and shen manning our poor student is lying in a hospital bed and she's got she's um you know her eyes have um had a lot of damage and she will be blind so our male lead the doctors basically and this is like this is where the crazy world things start. Not only have we already had, you know, God, I think there's like four kidnapped attempts throughout the whole drama. It's crazy. Um, but um basically, you know, this would never fly, never. Um, but basically, um, you know, the doctors uh think that our male lead is like who's in charge of, you know, or you know, who's got the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Who's got like, you know, uh, say over their medical decisions because they're in you know one's dead and the other one's unconscious and basically he the doctor basically goes up to him and goes look one's dead one's you know unconscious and about to be blind the only thing you can probably do is get the dead girl's eyes and put it into the living girl so that she suffers you no know, injuries So, that's how the story starts, because now the poor girl has, you know, the dead girl's eyes, and she feels indebted to her, even though she was the whole reason she got kidnapped in the first place. Like I said, wild and bonkers, um but basically so she's like the male lead is like look she died to save you well she wouldn't have been kidnapped if it wasn't for you but regardless um male leads like she died to save you and you've got her eyes and you need to like you know she her only wish was to go back and take over this company and not let the company fall in her aunt's and cousin's arms like you know her this company is her parents uh, baby and the, her parents also died 17 years ago That. That's the whole mystery because people think it was an accident and she and her brother, who also went missing, hint, hint, we all know who the brother is by now. Um, but, you know basically we you know he's like you're gonna have to come back and pretend to be her and you know that's how the whole story basically begins is that she feels really guilty she wants to pay back our female lead and to do so she's gonna go back to china from italy for a year and basically just like get the whole company on her side and get it run Mind you, this is an arts student. She is not a, you know, economics or, you know, management student or anything like that, business student, nothing. So the male lead is all of that. So he's kind of, like, pulling the cords behind her and kind of, like, helps her to shape up, you know, into the person she's supposed to be pretending to be. So that's the, you know, that all happens in episode one. So, so, that can give you a great idea. That all literally happens in episode one. So, you know, it's all bonkers. It is a very, very wild ride. Completely wild ride. Um, So, yeah, you can definitely be the judge. Um, But if you do go into this, just, just, just turn your brain off. Just turn your brain off. Because that's the type of drama this is. You need your brain to be turned off. So that's like the you know uh not spoiler section now I'm gonna get into the things that I enjoyed and the things that I didn't quite enjoy in this drama and then basically um there will be spoilers from now on because I have to talk about things that happen later on in the drama to sort of explain you know what I enjoyed the most or what I didn't enjoy um so if you'd like if you don't mind spoilers then keep listening if you do mind spoilers and you want to watch this then go watch it and then come back later or if you just want to listen to you know what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy and you don't intend on watching the drama at all then also listen ahead but this is your warning there will be spoilers from now on so You know, if you want to watch it, go watch it and then come back and listen uh, to my thoughts for the rest of this. Um, So, starting off, um, basically the first thing that I wrote down that I really enjoyed is that basically the plot is absolutely wild like i said the female lead gets kidnapped like four times and then she goes from basically not being able to do business to then like learning everything really quickly and actually you know being this gal boss and um so yeah the, the plot is just absolutely wild and as you've guessed the male lead is the long lost brother that was meant to be dead 17 years a guy he isn't um, and he's coming back to sort of take back what his parents grew and uh, so obviously the rich girl that died was his sister and he's now in love with the doppelganger of his sister so take that as you will he's basically in love with somebody who looks exactly like his sister the only thing that i could explain for this is that he didn't grow up with her so he's not used to that face as his sister. In his mind he's used as the you know the little girl that he saw. Um now that probably makes makes it no better at all but regardless that is something that is in there. But what I mean by the plot is wild and this is what I was getting at. Because this plot is so, so crazy, it kind of makes it compelling and addicting because you have no clue where the heck they're going to go next. Like, you know the beats, so you know, you know, by episode 10, they're in love or whatever. Well, that's not the case here because... It's all over the place. He hates her, and then he loves her, and then it's it's like, and she's the same. She falls in love with him, and at first, she's just doing this out of guilt, and then she actually genuinely cares. I mean, that's all stuff that can happen in other dramas. Um... But it's just like, just a constant twisting and turning. I was like, I was on the edge of my seat half the time. And I don't know why, because it isn't that like exceptionally good. But it's that, this is what I mean. It's so bad that it's good and addicting. Um. So yeah, the plot, I enjoyed it, but not because it's a good plot. Just simply because it's absolutely bonkers and like I said I could completely get immersed in it and forget about everything that was happening um you know in real life I could like go watch it and just like forget you know whatever was worrying me for that day whatever you know you know sometimes you just want to escape into another world and like give your brain a little bit of break that's what this drama kind of did for me so yeah that's uh, that's the first point I've got down now, second thing I've got down is about the male lead. So, the male lead is really interesting, I think, because when you first kind of meet him on screen, um you think you absolutely think straight away he's a bit of a nightmare. Like if this again, if I met this person in real life, I would be running for the hills because he's very um I don't even want to say, like, you know those type of, like, cold CEOs? He's not that. He's on the warpath to revenge. And in doing so, he does not care who he, like, has to take down with him to get what he wants. That's basically what his character arc at the very beginning is. Also, you don't find out until much later, but he's dealing with all of this and also... He's lost his sister. And I kind of think that whenever he looks at, obviously our female lead he kind of sees his sister because you know doppelgangers so they are exactly the same so I think that probably does not mesh well with uh, his psyche at all Um, but what I think is quite interesting is that like when you first meet him you're like how could I ever like this guy like there's just something like how could I ever even imagine our female lead with this guy and then he slowly starts to shift and he kind of starts seeing what's underneath and like you know, behind the layers, so to speak. And you kind of start to figure out his story and all of that. And actually, I kind of appreciated that later on in the story, there is a conversation that the female lead and the male lead have, where he does ask her, like, how could you ever love me? Like, after everything that I've done to you, there's just, he recognizes himself that the behavior he chose to have was not right and I kind of think that helped to you know to understand get behind the couple is because there were conversations had and he clearly knew that that was not you know acceptable behavior and also by the end of this drama he kind of is a puppy like in the terms of that he is there's no way that he's you know um horrible or mean or anything like that he's just comes kind of like to a point in his character development where he's actually dealt with what he needed to deal with and that is the fact that he was in the car when basically 17 years ago there was a car accident he was in the car with his mum and his dad and he knows somebody set that up like he knows for sure that they wanted them dead and that they wanted um, him dead so that there would be no heirs but you know the people who were behind the plan and basically our male lead is like hell bench on avenging his parents because the accident went down as a accident and it was definitely not an accident it was you know murder so that's what he wants to solve so to speak and when he kind of so basically not only did he see his parents being dead but he gets pulled out of that wreckage and he's still alive so somebody grabs him pulls him out of the wreckage and actually throws him into the sea and he kind of wash up washes up ashore on a completely different land. They're all speaking English, so I'm assuming it's kind of like meant to be a different country or something like that. And he kind of ends up in an orphanage where he's very badly treated and he's got to kind of like survive. So he's gone from having the everything handed to him, you know, in a very comfortable lifestyle to all of a sudden he has to scramble for, you know, everything he gets. And yes, he does have to use violence a lot of the time to get, you know, to get food or whatever he needs to do. So I can sort of understand where he's coming from because all he's ever thought about is to get back to his life to get that revenge for his parents. Now, that does not In any means justify, you know, especially the scenes where he's, you know, um, he's got a chokehold on the female lead that does not justify at all um his actions but i can kind i'm kind of glad that they sort of went in and kind of you know explained things a little bit better and that kind of understanding kind of made you warm up to him i think so at least for me that's how it worked out and also the very fact that by the end of the show he was a very different character our female lead was a very very different character by the end of the show and i think i also need to comment on the male lead you know as the um on the actor himself so the actor is called fanzin Shin i have actually seen him a couple of times in different things but i had not actually um you know uh seen him uh you know i never really paid much attention to him i think i've seen him in a couple of support roles before but not really a main role and what I realised was that there is something very charismatic about this male lead. That when he's on screen, he's just got like something a little bit captivating. And now that the camera is fully on him as the male lead, that kind of shines through way more than I had, you know, seen before. And there's just something very, very captivating about him. And I I kind of, you know, liked that. Um, And he pulled off the character quite... Quite well, I think, but also, so that's on the actor himself. There's a couple of scenes that require a lot of emotion, and the actor delivered those well enough. I don't think you know. uh, I have seen actors, uh, you know, do worse. I have seen actors do much, much better. There was, there is some actors that just have this ability to pull from this emotion and kind of like, you know, bring you into that pain or that sorrow that is an ability that makes uh, an actor really, really, really stand out because I don't think all of them, you know, any of them have them. One that comes to mind straight away is Kim So Hyun. Like, his acting, whenever it comes to a hard scene, and I'm particularly thinking about his role in It's Okay to Not Be Okay, and I believe it's episode nine and i watched this a really really long time ago and i'm completely going off course but you know there's this scene where he just completely breaks down and when i watched that scene i was like he was taking my heart and it was breaking in a thousand pieces right along with the character and that's what I mean by something special not every actor can do it and that's fine because it's a hard thing to do I think to be able to channel those um you know to be in that moment so thoroughly more recently even I would say Wang Khadi did the exact same thing when it came to his scenes in you know um, the love between fairy and devil You know, you can see in the behind the scenes how much he was in that character and in that moment that it pulls the audience into that moment as well. And, you know, it devastates the audience. And that for that to be done, it's really, really hard. But this actor doesn't quite reach that, you know that you know level but he's not that bad either you know he's i would say he did pretty well with his scenes in terms of when it came to scenes of um that required a lot more of him so i was pleasantly surprised I will definitely be checking out a couple more things from him because like I said there is something about him that just sort of like captivates you when he's on screen so I, there is actually another mini drama that he was the star of I I think I believe it's called Child She's Wine I have started watching it just got a little bit caught up elsewhere but I have started watching it and he plays a very very different character so I'm very much looking forward to like comparing i'll probably do that one for a you know patreon um special because it is a very short web drama so i'll be doing like a little mini review on that one i think for um patreon uh but i'm just going to be very intrigued because like i said i think i only watched the first episode and his character is completely different to what he plays here so i kind of like that only time will tell to see, you know, if you can pull both of them, you know, both characters um well. This one, he did a really good job. I thought, um, like I said, something very captivating about him. And, you know, the um, more emotional scenes also worked out pretty well. So that is our male lead. I was, you know, pretty impressed with him in terms of his acting and his actual character growth as well like i said the character he is at the end of the show is a very 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 different from the character he is at the beginning he goes on this journey and to like realize what he truly wants and then yeah he what he wants is not quite what he thought so that's all on our male lead i like i said Quite enjoyed his acting. Moving on to the next thing on my list of things that I enjoyed would be the female lead. Now, when she starts, I... I... There's... So basically, right, you obviously have the poor girl who is Shen Manning, who is our female lead. But then you also have the same actress playing the, you know, uh, role of the rich version of the doppelganger and um when i first started watching this drama and i saw the rich version i was like i want to see her story because she was a character that was way more captivating the poor version of the ganget, i'm sorry guys there is no other way for me to distinguish them rather than the poor girl and the rich girl um it sounds lame but it's how i can like keep it, everything straight in my head i hope you guys don't mind too much um so basically, you know, she starts off very, very meek. She's like a nice, um, you know, nice person. But to me, her story didn't seem that interesting um, because she was this very meek, very, you know... um I don't know, very, I don't know, guys, just like this character that didn't really call out. Whereas the rich female lead, she was like, she would walk into the room and you'd pay attention. And I'm like, well, the same actress is playing both of them. So I'm hoping that this energy that she's having for, you know, playing the rich girl is going to eventually come back into our poor girl. And it did. It definitely does. Because by the end of it, like, the roles are completely reversed. So basically, our male lead kind of, like starts losing um the plot in terms of his grandpa dies and he's just basically reliving everything and one of the things is that he blames himself and he's like, I cannot love anybody because everybody that I love ends up dead and that's his like way of thinking and it kind of like you can kind of see where he's coming from because his dad dies, his mum apparently dies, she does not, she comes back later. She's very alive. She's just been stashed somewhere. We don't know why she hasn't come back earlier. Um, but, you know, apparently she was quite sick uh, for a long time. So I didn't quite understand what happened there. Um, but the mum was is alive. Um, and she. It's, it's a beautiful scene when, um, you know, the son and mother kind of reunite after all of this time. It's a really beautiful scene. But, like I said... The, you know, I, uh by the end of it the male lead kind of like completely breaks down and the female lead is the one who steps up and she's basically like you know taking care of him and she's like no we can do this like she's the one who's looking for the evidence and who is basically being the boss and I really really enjoyed that because that's not the case at all when we first start when we first start she's just following his lead whatever he says goes and by the end it's completely the opposite um they become much more of a team and i really really enjoy that because there's like although at the beginning she seems like she's the powerless one they kind of there's this shift of power between them, back and forth back and forth throughout the whole drama and by the end of the drama our female lead is actually um they're on par with each other they kind of like and she's like the bossier one almost which i really really enjoyed to see in terms of like that dynamic and their relationship kind of shift um so yeah i like i said when i first started i was thinking oh my god i really wish you know the rich girl was our female lead because she's the one who has like that energy that i really want to watch um but that energy served and came back into the you know the poor girl later on so i was happy enough with that um it was the first time i watched this um actress you know she did a enough job i think for this type of drama like i said when it comes to like these type of uh, types of drama i don't expect high things of them so my expectations are way 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 lower than you know say if i'm going in for a full 16 episode k drama or a full you know 30 episode chinese drama although this one in length is comparable to most dramas out there you know the 24 episode mark is a pretty standard for Chinese dramas um you know I don't intend the plot to be really tight or the story to be really well told that's just not what I'm going in for these um so yeah I think she did pretty well for what it was uh, and that's it that's all on my female lead now for my next point <laughs> Or I wrote down is so our male lead has a secretary and he has a bodyguard. Now they're like a little trio and they are the ones working together constantly. Now they met at this orphanage. I'm assuming it was an orphanage. They're kind of like we're going to the same school, and they were kind of like the secretary is kind of like this nerdy, gungly um guy, and he was getting um bullied um by these, you know, well bullies and the bodyguard kind of comes in and helps him out but then actually turns on him and kind of like bullies him and then our male lead comes in and he's like no 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 and then they like kind of fight it out which is really bizarre but that's how they become friends like the three of them kind of stick together um, in a really bad rough situation and I really 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 liked their friendship I really did throughout the whole drama they came you know they forged a bond in that space where no good things were happening to them so they kind of like went through thick and you know they went through really bad situation together and kind of like bonded them together and i absolutely loved the three of them especially the secretary and the bodyguard and to me that was the real ship because basically uh the female lead her best friend like sister she's kind of like a stepsister because her the female lead's dad marries the you know best friend's um mom so you know they're kind of like stepsisters but basically she ends up you know she kind of comes in and she falls in love with the bodyguard but the bodyguard isn't interested and then she actually ends up with the secretary now to me that was just a cop-out because the real ship of this show was the secretary and the bodyguard. I kid you not. I was like, I absolutely loved the banter between these two. And if this was any other country other than China, I reckon those two would be the real ship and not the best friend. Um, but yeah, I I really, really loved the friendship between the three. Like I said, the banter between the three of them was great, but especially between the bodyguard and the secretary, really, really. Really, really good banter so that was another thing i really enjoyed um next up uh i have so <laughs> this is a bizarre thing that i wrote down but i'm hoping you understand where i'm coming from so with these these dramas tend to be like a little bit like more low budget and often like the rich don't quite look rich do you get what I mean? (laughs) So that's what I wrote down in this. It's like the rich actually looked rich. So it kind of like sold me on this story a little bit more, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes there's those dramas, and I think they just don't quite have the budget. So they'll kind of like, they want you to believe that this is, you know, the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. But it doesn't like dress like one or it doesn't you know own a car like one would in this in this drama that's not the case they all look very rich so you know their house i want to live in that house and um, basically the main family's house is stunning it's absolutely stunning like the gardens they have this beautiful greenhouse so that house alone it looks very very rich um but that's you know a point that i put down i know it's a little strange of a point but but I'm hoping you guys understand what I mean by that, you know, that the rich people actually look rich. Um, So that's that. And then the last point that I have is that, guys, I have to mention this. Now, I know um, a lot of people probably wouldn't agree, you know, in terms of, like, the chemistry. But I thought that our main couple had really good chemistry. And that led to some really freaking good kissing scenes. And not like, you know, um, the female lead kind of stands there, you know, a little bit helplessly, maybe puts her hands on you know the male lead's arms or something like that no this female lead she was kissing like she was kissing back just as good as the male lead was kissing and there's this particular scene which has made the rounds all over instagram it's popped up on my instagram so many times it's crazy where the male uh, the female lead kind of like was in a tough situation they were trying to figure out if she was who she was saying she was Obviously she's not, but she was smart enough to get out of that situation without the male lead, which I really appreciated. She figured that out on her own. And there's a lot of things that happen throughout it where she's like, actually the power kind of shifts to her because you don't see her as this helpless, you know, dumb female lead in a sense. She's actually pretty clever on her own. So, yeah, basically, um, she's coming back with like from this really high intensity sort of situation, and the male lead is like, you know, how, you know, also really stressed out, and they kind of just leave all of that stress and passion, and you know, all of this built-up emotion in this kiss and he kind of like uh kisses like she she kind of um sits over the desk and it's 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 a hot scene like it's a pretty good scene so and there's and that's not the only one there's a kiss scene like at the bridge where oh my god i have to mention this scene guys because i i loved it So the male lead kind of comes and, you know, he tells everybody, look, that's not... Because somebody finds out that she's not the real rich, you know granddaughter and they're about to expose them so what happens the male lead kind of like goes on his own and does his thing and basically says look i know she's not but i am i'm like the grandson of this family so the company kind of like belongs to me and whatnot because at the end of the day this drama is literally all about getting that dumb party company um from you know i kind of guessed who the baddie was the baddie is the aunt um you know i saw that one coming sibling jealousy and whatnot um but uh basically he's like look it's it should be my company i'm the eldest uh grandson of the you know of this um company so it should belong to me and in doing that um they then suggest he kind of needs help for something and they kind of suggest that he gets engaged to um you know the third female lead which I will come back to her because pff, I had a i had a i had a problem with her I did um they put her in these blooming really long earrings anchor earrings like you could see her in a, a mile off and she's just really annoying like in the first couple of episodes um i mean for the first half of the show she's really annoying um but anyways so he's like getting engaged and it's hilarious because he's getting engaged on the same spot that he got engaged to the fake granddaughter let's call her that for now uh, like i said again bonkers bonkers drama um but yeah they basically he's getting engaged it looks the same it's just that the bride has changed and he's getting engaged and shen manning finds out and she's like i this is just not gonna roll so basically she storms the wedding down and she like goes in and like tells him everything and kind of like you know steals the groom almost well she's like look you can choose to do this but I know you love me and you should be with me. You should, like, you should put love above you know we should be past the point where we're making business weddings part of a business deal and i'm like yes yes and it's so good because she's like completely dressed down and she's literally just storms in there and i'm like there's the confidence from the rich female lead that we saw at the beginning literally storms in there and she's like that's my man you know there's this is dumb like this is dumb, you got he doesn't love her. This is basically a business transaction and it's the 21st century. Come on. So I absolutely loved this. And I'm like, this is a wild drama. But also it's spitting facts that should we really in the 21st century be burying for business? <laughs> um So I absolutely loved that scene. And she kind of like walks off and she kind of like proposes to him in the middle. Mind you guys, the bride-to-be is standing right there but at this point we don't really like her so it's fine so she's kind of like standing there and she's like what the hell is happening? And everybody's just like, what the heck is happening? And it's insanity, pure insanity. And she's like, look, I'm proposing to you. You don't have to answer me right now, but you, I just need you to know how I feel. So she basically kind of like starts walking off and you're kind of like, come on, dude, come on. And he literally just chases her, plants a kiss on her and they kind of run off. And the bride is like, what the hell just happened? And everybody's just like, what the heck just happened? Mind you, this is the girl that looks exactly like his sister. So when I tell you guys this drama is absolutely bonkers and I was here for all of it, this is what I mean. And also, I absolutely loved, you know, this scene. Like, this is our female lead kind of, like, stepping up. But there's a kiss scene right after this and it's on a bridge and oh my god it is stunning because it's like nighttime and they're on a bridge and they the passion in this kiss it is insanity so what i mean is even if you don't watch this drama and you know, if you're listening to the spoilers, just for the heck of it, just go Google the kiss scenes. You won't regret them because they are definitely, definitely worth your time. Um, so yeah, that's the last thing I have. This episode has gone way longer than I thought it was going to go, but here we are. Um, there's just a couple of things that I want to mention that I didn't quite enjoy as much and like I said very much at the beginning would be you know the choke scenes and there is a couple I think there's probably two or three like I said I understand that for them is kind of like wanting to show that the male lead is absolutely like ruthless at that point but there would be, there would have been other ways for them to do so. But maybe, I suppose, they wouldn't have been as impactful um, as they were. So I, uh, I don't, I didn't like them. That you know, I didn't necessarily like them. I think there would have been other ways um, to have shown his like ruthless, ruthless. Uh, yeah, that's a word I think. So yeah, that's one of the thing. The best friend the female lead's best friend's stepsister. Oh my God. She annoyed the living heck out of me. But also, mainly because I was shipping the secretary and bodyguard, which realistically was never going to happen because that's two guys and this is China. But still, my ship, she got in the way of my ship and that alone. <laughs> it wasn't the only reason. I mean, they. she went to a wedding in shorts, guys. In shorts. Whoever styled her... Clearly was not the same person who styled everybody else because she was so badly dressed compared to everybody else that I had no idea what was going on. It was it was bizarre to say the least. Um, but yeah, she I don't know. I just didn't quite enjoy her. She was a little bit annoying. And with that, I'll tag along the third female lead. You know, the bride to be that was gonna marry our male lead but got stood up at the altar at the altar. Um Basically, uh she yeah, she was very annoying. They kind of actually brought her around, so in the second half she kind of like grew a lot actually. So I kind of was okay with her by the the end, but she was hard work to get through in the first sort of like half. Um but yeah, that's everything I could think of. Like I said, this drama is definitely not for everybody, but if you're looking for something just fun and pure es- escapism and, like, turn your brain off kind of drama, then I think this will work. I really enjoyed it for that, Um, you know, for actual, just pure escapism. And, it, you know, that's what it worked really well for me as. Um, and I think, actually, with that, that's it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. Have you enjoyed this drama? And also, do you have... You know, any of these dramas that you realistically know are not that great, like the plot and the story, you know they're not that great, but yet you still really enjoy watching them, whether it be for escapism or whether it be because you like, you know, the actor or whatever it is. Let me know because I'm hoping I'm not alone in this. Like these dramas are wild. Um, but they can still be a lot of fun, even if you're just making fun of the show. Um, but you know, uh, let me know, um, you know, what you've thought and what not. And yeah, that's everything for this episode. I, like I said, I hope you guys have enjoyed it and tune in next week because we have a very special episode next week, which I'm really excited to share with you guys. So I will see you then. Bye. This has been another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and you can come and chat to me on Instagram, T and Soju Pod, all one word, and on Twitter, T underscore Soju underscore pod. You can also email me at T and Soju Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider joining Patreon for extra content. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please help by rating and reviewing wherever you listen to help others find this drama corner. I'll leave everything linked in the description notes. See you next time for more Asian drama chatter.